It's Thursday, October 12th, 2023, and I'm Dave Sobel. Four things to know today. The cost of AI innovation, Microsoft's GitHub Copilot, and the race for profitability. California's new tech laws, what they mean for MSPs and businesses. Decoding the security profile of Microsoft's Copilot in 365, and the hits and misses of last week's DattoCon. This is the business of tech. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each, then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. According to a report covered by the Register, Microsoft is losing up to $80 per user per month on its GitHub Copilot services. While the service costs $10 a month, heavier users cost the company as much as $80 every 30 days. Microsoft's strategy of running products at a loss aims to build a dedicated user base and potentially increase prices in the future. The cost of running AI models like Copilot is high due to expensive hardware and electricity consumption. Microsoft is investing heavily in AI to secure a first-mover advantage in the market. It's speculated that Microsoft may reveal its custom AI accelerator to control the cost of AI operations. This was reported in the Wall Street Journal, too. Tech companies like Microsoft, Google, and Adobe are struggling to turn the hype around AI into profits. Generative AI tools are expensive to operate and require powerful servers and chips. Companies are experimenting with pricing and changing models, such as higher price tags, monthly caps, and consumption-based charges. The high cost and complexity of AI products make it challenging to generate those profits. Still, companies are hopeful that profitability will improve as computing costs come down and AI technology advances. And according to McKinsey, generative AI can reduce cloud migration efforts by 30 to 50% when implemented correctly. Using large language models can help organizations understand system infrastructure, identify weaknesses and strengths, and assess the success of the migration. Generative AI has symbiotic potential with the cloud, accelerating migration and unlocking its benefit. The four primary use cases for generative AI are content generation, customer engagement, synthetic data creation, and coding. LLMs are expected to remain in hyperscale environments for the next five to six years. Google is encouraging its partners, particularly system integrators and independent software vendors, to embrace generative AI through its partner program updates. The company has announced increased support, funding, and incentives for partners who align with its focus areas, including generative AI. Several companies such as Accenture, Automation Anywhere, and Deloitte have already signed up for the partner initiative. Google has introduced new expertise designations and plans to double rewards for partners who drive workload adoption and accelerate the adoption of strategic products. Why do we care? As AI providers better understand economies of scale, prices for AI features could increase. We're all intrigued because this won't be free, AI is expensive, and many vendors aren't sure how they'll make money yet. 
However, with those tangible benefits like migration cost savings, it's not a matter of if the math will be figured out, but when. The McKinsey Report cites the importance for guardrails for regulated industries and protecting proprietary data. Tailored or massive models are not necessary always, and an API gateway can help monitor access to non-proprietary models or data. And all of that work to get customer guidance in place will pay off. California has become the third state in the U.S. to pass a right-to-repair law following Minnesota and New York. The law requires electronics and appliances costing $50 or more sold in the state after July 1, 2021 to be covered under the legislation starting from July 1, 2024. Device makers will be required to stock replacement parts and tools for items costing between $50 and $99 for three years and items over $100 for the full seven-year term. Failure to comply will result in fines. Also signed into law in California is the DELETE Act, which requires data brokers to register with the California Privacy Protection Agency and allows individuals to request the removal of their personal information. The laws aim to reduce financial burdens, environmental impact, and increase privacy control. And while we're covering legislation, the Federal Communications Commission has announced that broadband providers must display clear and accurate information about the cost and performance of their services online and in stores by 2024. Large providers must have labels by April 10, 2024, while smaller providers have until October 10, 2024. The labels will resemble nutrition labels and include pricing details, data allowances, broadband speeds, and links to additional information. Why do we care? Will the changes increase the value of repair skills? Maybe, but I'd bet on longer device life cycles and reduced hardware costs instead. We should be applauding transparency. Transparency in pricing and performance can make it easier to compare services, improving the quality of the advice given to clients. MSPs should prepare for these changes by diversifying skills, understanding the new compliance landscapes, and developing advisory services accordingly. These are inputs into your compliance practices. I wanted to dive into an article about the security profile of Microsoft's Copilot. Not the GitHub one covered earlier, but the one with Microsoft 365. Covered in bleeping computer, its access to sensitive data raises concerns for information security teams. Copilot can generate new sensitive data and access organizational data based on user permissions. While there are security measures in place, such as tenant isolation and training boundaries, organizations must ensure proper permissions and labeling practices to mitigate risks. While this was a sponsored content piece, the linked article gives insights into the considerations. And some quick insights, Copilot only uses data from the current user's M365 tenant. Copilot does not use any of your business data to train the foundational LLMs that Copilot uses for all tenants. Copilot surfaces all organizational data to which individual users have at least view permissions. Copilot generated content will not inherit the MPIP labels of the files Copilot sourced its response from. Copilot's responses aren't guaranteed to be 100% factual or safe 
humans must take responsibility for reviewing AI-generated content. Why do we care? Copilot's ability to access organizational data based on user permissions is a double-edged sword. While convenient, it requires strict permission management. MSPs have an opportunity to offer finely tuned access control as a service. Copilot does not inherit the Microsoft information protection labels of the source files. This can be a significant issue in regulated environments where data classification is crucial. Again, MSPs have a service opportunity to assist clients in setting up and maintaining proper labeling practices. Layer in the educational services about the limitations of AI and best practices for using these tools, including a reminder about how human review is necessary, and a note, the fatigue may be a problem as the results look increasingly human-like. I've been asked to do a bit more event coverage. If you want me to cover a specific one, let me know and I'll take it under consideration. And the first one I was asked to do, DattoCon, which was last week. What did you miss from the three-day event? Some of the major announcements from the event include new capabilities to IT Complete, Kaseya introduced workflow integrations and claims they added hundreds of features to its modules of IT Complete. And at the event, the IT Glue product team unveiled offline mode for passwords, AD password rotation scheduler, Datto RMM web remote and SNMP data in IT Glue, Datto BCDR DR runbook, and unified executive summary reports in my IT process. Kaseo CEO Fred Vokala apologized for billing issues related to integrating Kaseya and Datto systems and promised a better billing system in the future. The event also featured a pre-day Autotask Community Live using that previous brand to focus on Autotask and IT operations. Why do we care? Or what's my assessment? The announcements were boring. Listening to the attendee buzz, the message was too much about Kaseya and not about their partners, which was divergent from previous Datocons. Long-time attendees were put off, although newcomers were much more pleased with their experience. The hotel facility was problematic, with it spread across three hotels, causing a lot of confusion and difficulty finding some vendors. The lack of clarity about the surprise appearance at the party led to rumors and ultimately disappointment when Wycliffe Jean, albeit a significant name, was not the pit bull many were expecting. Events are emotional experiences. In this case, the emotion was too much disappointment and frustration rather than excitement. That's not to say there was no value. It's more about a missed opportunity. Don't you sometimes wish you could see what's happening in your customers' IT rooms you manage without needing to be there? Sentry from RF Code is the answer. Live and recorded video with motion detection offers better visibility than being there. Thermal imaging with 768 monitoring points combined with ambient temperature and humidity. And it's so easy to set up. Plug it in, scan the QR code, and you're done. Sentry helps you know about IT issues before your clients do. And listeners get 30% off your order of hardware and service with code MSP Radio on checkout. Visit rfcode.com slash MSP Radio and never be asked why you didn't know 
again. Thanks for listening today, Farmer's Day. And as one that often pulls out food-related days, let's thank the farmers who bring it to us. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. The Business of Tech is written and produced by me, Dave Sobel, under ethics guidelines, posted at businessof.tech. If you like the content, please make sure to hit that like button and follow or subscribe. It's free and easy and the best way to support the show and help us grow. You can also check out our Patreon, where you can join the Business of Tech community at patreon.com slash mspradio, or buy our Why Do We Care merch at businessof.tech. Finally, if you're interested in advertising on the show, visit mspradio.com slash engage. Once again, thanks for listening to me, and I will talk to you again on our next episode of The Business of Tech. Part of the MSP Radio Network.